This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day Each that matters. He gives me. Delve into the issues that Each impact you. Whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you, or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives, you'll find it all here. But I love here. money too much. Have the police or anybody contacted you about this In case? April, when we first no. told the story about a lawyer stealing millions from children who had successfully sued the he state for medical hold. negligence, it was met with outrage. Not hold These were children battling like cerebral palsy in some of he the poorest and most anything. neglected parts His of the country. Like we this. were outraged too and frustrated. Like Many of the questions if raised in our first him, story remained unanswered and we have been it unable to hold the lawyer at the center of the he controversy to account. We simply he couldn't walk away. He has a tiny body. Hello, Dad. My husband is my dad. His hands are always stiff. Mr. Nongweba, Mr. Nongweba, you're speaking to Masake Kano from Cod Blanche. In April this year, we brought you a bone-chilling investigation of litigation lawyer Zuko Nongweba. There's that saying to understand the society, look at how it treats its kids and its elderly. Those were the people that Zugonomuba targeted, and instead of doing right by them, they stole from them. Um, and not only from them, but they also stole from the country. And this money, an Eastern Cape attorney, Nonuba had allegedly defrauded the state of millions by submitting fake medical negligence claims for children Sorry? never born or damaged in hospital Sir, and stealing from his own issue. desperately sick clients. So many of these summonses were basically I have no problem. He wasn't they even bothering to make them unique they for each patient. stole from and a crippled public health see. system and as the evidence mounted, we went in search what? of some of his clients. Children with cerebral palsy, like nine-year-old Avila Molossi. I have a problem. There, I have a problem. There are journalists They keep asking me about the money. We met and Avila and his mother me. Millicent in a village near Willowvale. And they're he was on the very sick, living What's in happening? abject poverty. They were unaware that the Eastern Cape Department of Health had awarded Avila 15 million rand. Money that had already been paid over to Nonuba as early as 2019. The plaintiffs would say that they got about 200,000 rand for their cerebral palsy child, yet we are sitting with a court order that has awarded them 23 million. And these guys had no idea. Nonuba, a lawyer claiming to fight for the people, was exploiting desperate children with cerebral palsy, a condition often arising from mishandled births from the remotest and poorest parts of the former Transkei. He particularly targeted those villages around Transkei because he knew that there, you know, people are desperate. As part of our initial investigation, we obtained an audit from the Eastern Cape Treasury. It details 20 cases where the Department of Health paid Nonuba these money, but he never paid his clients. Behind each of the 20 names in this startling document was a child likely in need of care. Our investigation shifts to the organization responsible for oversight of the people practicing law. The deeper we dug, the more questions we had for the Legal Practice Council or LPC. 
Were they aware of the allegations against Nonguba and, if they were, what action had they taken? Or, as has been alleged, was the LPC the reason he is still practicing to this day? To fully piece together the impact of Nonguba's behavior and the LPC's apparent indifference, we returned to the Eastern Cape determined to find some of the other children named in the audit. We set off for Tolo, a village near Mtata, in search of Nooma Mimbashe. According to the Treasury audit, 60 million rand was paid out for her daughter Iviwe close to five years ago. The court ordered Nonguba, who was acting for her, to open a trust account in the child's name. Trusts are separate accounts overseen by trustees aimed at keeping the beneficiary's money safe. It appears the account was never opened. After an arduous journey, we're told Nooma has moved to the northwest in search of work. Her daughter, Iviwe, still lives here with her granny, but we managed to reach Nooma by phone. Hello. Hi, Hello. I would love to stay with my daughter. However, due to the financial situation at home, I must go out and work. I'm not happy, as I do not like leaving my child. I left her because I have no other option. I last spoke to Mr. Nongonga yesterday, inquiring about the case, and he told me that he was on the road. Today, when I tried to call him, his phone was on voicemail. He got 16,400,000 for your case. This money is for you and your child. So much money, and I didn't even get a cent. I'm struggling so much, and all this time, my money is being taken by people who have money. It's hard to comprehend that Nooma is forced by circumstances to live apart from her child, while Nonguba lives the high life. Harder still to figure out why the Legal Practice Council hasn't acted. As our investigation intensified, we realized the LPC's history with Nonguba goes way back and its failure to act has caused these families irreparable damages. In 2018, the Special Investigating Unit and the Eastern Cape Department of Health laid fraud complaints against Nonguba at what was then called the Law Society, now the LPC. But because he was also facing a criminal trial, they refused to investigate. Our investigation shows Nonguba continued winning multi-million rand suits in that time, money that was allegedly kept for himself. In 2019, the High Court ordered the LPC to investigate the complaints, and a year later, they released a damning report finding Nonuba had violated numerous codes of conduct. But again, there were no consequences.
Next on our list, Tandi Swakanti. We make our way over the mountain to a village near Nobo, where she lives with her son, Athumile. Soon after his birth, Athumile started having seizures and was later diagnosed with cerebral palsy. I won't even lie, it was painful. I had a hard time accepting his situation as I was young. It was in 2020 that Nonuba told this family they'd been awarded money for Athumile, but never confirmed how much. According to Athumile's granny Nozuko Nangani, he has been giving them a few thousand rand a month since then. He told me to call when the baby was sick or needed food, and I would call him and he would give me a thousand rand. Three years later, the family hears for the first time that Athumile had been awarded 13 million rand. Tandiswa is heartbroken. He uses children in this condition. He is a thief. He is making himself rich. With a heavy heart, we leave this family behind for now. But again, if all this evidence was given to the LPC back in 2021, why do none of these families know about any investigation? When we approach the LPC for clarity, they decline to comment. Our journey continues late into the night, one family leading us to the next. The number of Nonuba's alleged victims growing beyond what we could have imagined. While doing this investigation, we have crisscrossed the Eastern Cape and we were able to find more of Nonuba's victims. Unfortunately, some of them no longer even live here. He promised that there would be funds for the child, but how much, I don't know. He owes you 21 million rand. I've never received such an amount. Almost five years ago, Nonuba was paid over 21 million rand for Andiswa Fochani's son, Sinesipo. Each month, he gives me 5,000 rand. But if I say it's not enough, he tells me that I love money too much. It's hard to imagine a more callous response, ridiculing Andiswa, while apparently pocketing the 21 million rand owed to her son. And then, have the police or anybody contacted you about this case? With such overwhelming evidence, how could it be that no one was investigating these missing trusts? As we joined the dots, we discovered that the Eastern Cape's Treasury Department did open a criminal case with the police's Commercial Crimes Unit two years ago. But the docket lay dormant until our first story aired in April. According to a source, the case is now receiving attention. But it's two years too late for these children. Yandi Safeni's son, Agasulwa, is nine years old, but he looks like a toddler. A lack of treatment for cerebral palsy is causing severe muscle spasms and affecting his bone density. He cannot hold anything. His hands are always stiff. If I try to stretch him, I can see he is in pain. It becomes difficult to feed him. He eats bit by bit. And sometimes he vomits. He has a tiny body. 
underweight and desperate for medical treatment, Agashulwa is trapped here without the money needed to see a doctor. It was in 2019, the last time I took him to the doctor, and he had asthma. Just like every other family we spoke to on this journey, Yandisa is unaware her child was awarded 22 million rand, paid to Nonuba about four years ago. Oh. It is painful, so painful. Our children can get the help that they need and deserve, as there is nothing we can do without money. And this money has been kept away from us. After years of failing to hold Nonuba accountable, the LPC, under pressure from the Eastern Cape Department of Health, did manage to suspend him last year. But he's challenging the move in the Constitutional Court, so for now, he remains a practicing attorney. After watching our first story and heartbroken by what he saw, Johannesburg lawyer Armand Duplessis flew to the Eastern Cape to take on Millicent Mulos's case. Unable to reach Nonuba, he contacted the LPC for an answer about Avila Molos' missing 13 million rand. The Legal Practice Council have confirmed that they have taken control over the trust accounts on this particular attorney, and they're busy administrating it. Legal practitioners are required to hold Fidelity Fund certificates because they take deposits from clients and operate trust accounts. But because of his suspension, Nonuba's Fidelity Trust account is now under the LPC's management. But at the time of this broadcast, nearly two months after first contacting them, the LPC still has no answer to Armand's questions about Avila's missing millions. Again, we tried to persuade the LPC to speak to us. They responded in writing saying that only once Nonuba's suspension case was finalized would they be able to engage with us and assist the persons affected by this matter. Meanwhile, a date for this hearing has yet to be set. During our first story, desperate for answers, we tried to track Nomuba down, but his offices were permanently closed and none of the numbers we had were working. A few days after we returned from the Eastern Cape, Nooma called to say she had asked Nonuba about her child's money and he wanted to meet with her. We knew this was our chance to finally confront him. But Nonuba cancelled their meeting numerous times, so we travelled to Rustenburg to get Nooma to call him on camera. Yellow Dad. Yellow Dad. Sir, I want to know about this money issue because it's stressing me out. Whatever you don't understand, we will talk about at a later stage. From off camera, we tell Naoma to push for an in person meeting as she needs answers. I have a problem. There are journalists here. They keep asking me about the money. 
and they're on the way to see me. What's happening? You shouldn't speak to them. You shouldn't speak to them because you and I have spoken. I told you that you shouldn't involve yourself in this. They must talk to me. Mr. Nonguba, Mr. Nonguba, you're speaking to Masakekana from Cote Blanche. As you are aware, we've been doing this investigation. I'd like to know why you received 16 million rands of Naoma's money, including Millicent Molose and 20 other people, and you haven't paid these money. You're taking money from special needs children. No, I would like to speak to you. We've been looking for you, Mr. Nonguba. No, no, can, can you do it like this? If there's anything that you'd like to do, please let's do it in a procedural way. We've been trying to get you in a procedural way, Mr. Nonguba. You have been avoiding us. No, no, no. What I'm trying, no, 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 that is not correct. It is correct. Can I just talk something? Yes, please explain where at least 250 million rands have gone. Yes, please do. Yes, I'm saying, I'm talking to no Omar. If there's anything that you like me to explain to you, let's do it in a procedural way. That's all I'm asking. So let's meet today, Mr. Nunguba. We're happy to meet with you. Oh, and then he hangs up. He says he's happy to speak to us. When we say let's meet today, he hangs up. He would rather speak to Naoma, who he's been deceiving for a very long time. Nonuba never answered our calls again. All we can do now is hope that this time around, the wheels of justice do something to get these children their money before it's too late. Rest assured that the carte blanche team will continue reporting on Zuko Nonkuba until the many families see the justice they so rightly deserve. Thanks for listening. In case you missed any of our earlier episodes, you can find them all now on Spotify and all other major platforms. Also, head on over to the Carte Blanche website for more insightful content. <laughs>